All right, man. This is the Broke Billionaires Podcast. I'm Sham. And this is Lewis. And we got a special guest in the building, Jason, better oh, known guys. as Jay the Realtor. What's going on, man? Yes, sir. Yes, What's going sir. on, my brother? Chilling, man. Just living the dream. <laughs> I like the dream, that. Man. All right. So, tell you, so, all right, getting into that dream, give us a little background about, you know, getting into uh, the, real, the realtor uh, business and stuff like that. So, give us a little background. Yeah, man. So, um, obviously, I've been on Shamil for a couple of years, went to high school, Shamil. Um... My real estate journey was, it was a little unorthodox, so... Yeah, because I know you didn't go to school for real. For yeah, nah, man. Too. So I, um, you know, growing up in the city, you know, everything is basketball, basketball, right? Yeah, Everyone thinks yeah. you're going to make it to the NBA <laughs> or whatever. That's very um, true. And, you know, I spent the majority of my childhood playing ball and whatnot, so let me to Central. And, you know, I did the four years, went on to business school thinking I was going to be like a financial advisor and whatnot. So I actually ended up going to, uh, to Bentley University in Waltham. Oh. And, um... I went there with a particular vision and then obviously ended up changing my mind throughout the way and then What was um, the vision? So I honestly I went there to be an accountant. Oh okay. Um, I took an accounting course at, at, at Central and I loved it. I was like, Oh, this is gonna come I easy was the to same me. way. You who'd you have? Coach A? Coach A, yeah, man. He makes <laughs> I was love the that same class, way, right? bro. I was the same way. Those numbers, huh? Yeah, man, and that's that, that's my thing, right? Yeah. I, I love the math and yeah. I took my first accounting course at Bentley and I was like yeah, this definitely happened. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, exactly once you hit college, it's like whoa, it's not the same. Yeah, man. So honestly, I you know I ended up switching my major, did um uh, a double major in economics and finance, and did a couple of internships in college at State Street in Boston. Okay. And it was a dope gig, man. You know, I was there for a couple of years. Um, did like a rotational program where I I was able to you know work in different divisions of the bank, um, and you know pr- pretty much have like access to like executives so the Damn. program is designed to you know put you on a management track where Smooth. you come into the company non-entry level so that by the time you know you're you know, like mid to late 20s you're actually taking on those leadership roles in the company um so you're not stuck in that trap exactly, where yeah. you're putting in 80 hours a week and you're making and you're still in the same yeah. spot yeah. still got still loans in, yeah, you got a exactly, kid you got yeah. a family right so yeah. i was like this is the only way i'm gonna work here and you know, I did the program, um, was able to negotiate a full-time offer oh. um, like six months early. And I was like, dude, like I say, I got to set up. I got a high-paying job. You know, I'm saving money living at home. I'm in the city. Um, everything was going perfect. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is literally everything I wanted. Smooth. Right and out then, of college. Yeah, literally right out of college. <laughs> man. I had my full-time offer lined up by like the end of my junior year. Yeah. So senior oh, year, man. I was literally cruising. Yeah. Um, and honestly, man, the whole the whole corporate vibe, like it was it was really good. You know, I got to learn a lot. Um, you know, at the end of the day, man, I'm looking at it as like, yo, I'm a kid from Lawrence. You know, grew up playing basketball. Like the fact that I'm even here is yeah, like, in the exactly. position. Exactly. Exactly. So honestly, yeah. I was comfortable. I got Literally. comfortable. Yeah. And you know, little by little, I was like, damn, man. Like I know, I at some point in my life, I want to be on my own. Yeah. Whether that happens five years from now, ten years from now, I wasn't really sure. Um, but I was like, look, man, I don't got kids yet. I don't got a family. So I'm going to take that risk. I got to do it. And I got to do it now pretty much. And then this is where it kind of comes full circle. So do you remember Christian Nunes? Yes. 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 So his older brother also invest with Nunes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So he's a, he's a, He's a realtor as well. Yeah. He focuses more on the investing side, but you know, he, you know, he's a, he's a realtor as well. But his older brother, I had seen him on, like, LinkedIn, social media, like, killing the real estate game. I'm like, all right, you know, someone that I would feel comfortable approaching. Hit him up on LinkedIn. I was like, hey, man, you know, I want to pick your brain for a couple of minutes, grab some coffee. 
and he's like, oh, I'm actually going to go to an event tonight in Boston. Nice. You should come through, um, is what he you said, You should right? come through. I have an extra That's ticket. That's I was like, all right, let's do it. I was uh, I was in downtown, so I literally just walked to Faneuil Hall. It was at the Bostonian, um, and it was, a, it was a gala for an organization called NAREP. Ooh. NAREP is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Wow. Um, you've probably seen me like, yep, post some yep, things all about the time. it. Um, so I go to the event, and I'm the only one there that's not in – a real estate related profession right it's pretty much just realtors attorneys lenders um pretty much anybody in the industry exactly so i was like listen man i mean i'm here to pick your brain but i'm gonna work the room yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was business cards i was you know chopping it up with a lot of people and um i actually end up running into one of my like lifelong neighbors that used to live across the street from me um and i'm like oh like like what are you doing <laughs> she's like what are you doing here like i'm i'm, I'm in real estate i yeah. belong here um, come to find out she's been doing real estate for many, many years oh, that's awesome. and I never knew. That's all that's right? that's crazy. Yeah. Man, so that's a perfect opportunity right there. Dude, that's literally just... how it happened, man. I used to see her drive up to her mom's house, you know, in a yeah. Maserati and a oh, band. Wow. I'm like, yo, yeah. what is this? <laughs> <What's> this? <laughs> Damn. Right. And I'm not saying that like it that's what motivated me the money, but I was like, She's doing well she's doing well yeah, in life. Exactly. You know, like You wanna know what sense. yeah, how, yeah, exactly. Dude, after that man, um that kind of is what like sparked it. I was like, you know, I, I met a lot of great people. The energy in the room was was insane, man. And honestly, man, from that event, I did like four follow up meetings with the lady that I um, ran into, which is the wife of the broker of Home Shop Properties, which okay. is where I work now. Okay, okay. Dude, I started studying for the exam, put in my two weeks at State Street, and the rest is history, bro. Wow, that's Dang. awesome. I left State Street March 16th. Started doing real estate full time on the nineteenth. I like that you just had the vision, you dude. Went I just for went it. for it, man. I was like, listen, if you I dove if I right fall, in, if it. I flop, it is what it is, man. You, know, you kind of were like, if I flop, I, I have something in the background. Exactly. If yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? But you but, knew you weren't gonna flop though. Exactly. Yeah, in your back, mean, you, if you're gonna make that, you know, that decision. Yeah, like you know, that, you're going you gotta, all in. You gotta make yeah. it work, bro. You that's what it is. So far, with all the interviews, everybody's just been diving in. That's how you just gotta throw yourself in there and do what you gotta do. Exactly. No risk, no reward. <laughs> exactly, bro. So um, give us um, a little background of your company, like how you found them and stuff like that. Yeah, so so like I said, you know, I, I happened to run into um, both of them, the broker and his wife at that event. Yeah. But um, so H- Home Shop Properties, home right? Shop They're properties, based out of Methuen, yes. yes. um, right there in Methuen Square. Um, they've been in business, you know, for, for, for over a decade. Um, but that particular office themselves, they've been there since, um, I want to say, 2011. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but... Both Johan Lopez, the broker, and his wife, you know, they, they, they first started with, like, Century 21 back in the day. And, you know, over the years, they eventually, you know, they wanted to Made their own thing, yeah. Their own thing, nice, right? You nice. know, you have, they have, like, their own shop. Um, and honestly, man, the whole real estate game, you guys, you know, most people are familiar with the Century 21s, the yes, Coco yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keller Williams. Yeah, it's true. Um, I haven't seen much of, of the home shop properties. Exactly, That's very right? true. That's very true. Um, and... You know, there's nothing wrong with the franchises, right? No, of they all, not. Everyone is going to offer their perks, but, you know, for me coming into the industry, it was like, okay, am I going to go ahead and jump on um, the, the franchise, you know? Yeah, like, like the, the, the wave, pretty much. The wave, yeah. or do I go somewhere that's going to... Starting small? Yeah, start small. Not even start small, just somewhere at a, where at a small. I'm going to be able to grow. Exactly, right? exactly. Um, Because, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this shine light, shine negative light on anybody else. It's just, for me, the most important thing was go somewhere where I'm going to be able to have, you know, access to the broker, right? The knowledge. If I have a question, if I have a situation, who can I go to and get an answer right away? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, That's one thing. The second thing was culture, 
right? Um, I think culture is very, very important, especially coming from the corporate world. It was, I, I was able to work in different divisions where the, the culture and the, the energy was just different. off. Yeah, that, that's key. And that rubs cu- off. Culture is super key. Dude, that bro. rubs off, man. And, and, and I just wasn't going to start a brand new career and be somewhere where I Exactly, had, you know, where you're not comfortable. Had, exactly. exactly. So, um, they, honestly, man, they, they, they just were, they were the perfect form, firm for what I was looking for. Um, and then obviously having that relationship with, with her name is Walkie, by the way. Okay, nice. Um, having the relationship with her, um, I was like, this is a perfect situation, man. It's a one-stop shop. You know, people, whether they're looking to purchase, sell, um, you know, they need apartments. Um, you're going to get everything there, right? right then and there. They're very cool. well-known in the community. They're very involved in the community. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was the perfect place for me, man. But home shops, they, they, they've been in the they've been in the street for many, many years, man. That's good. That's Killing awesome. It. And you're comfortable there. That's all that matters. Yeah, man. I mean, at, at the end of the day, man, you know, comf- comfortable within that environment. Yeah. Um, but in this industry, man, like, there's... You can no never comfort. be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> so yeah. give me give me a little bit more about that. Yeah, man. I mean... Of how you're, I feel like you always have to be on your toes. You're always moving around, like you always, said. Always, bro. Yeah. Um, in this industry, man, to do well, you can't... You can't do it part-time, man. It's, you're it's you're a, all in. It's a full-time thing. You know, you're in it every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're in sales, right? So you, you got to exactly. service the client. Yeah. If a client calls me at midnight on a Sunday, pick I'm up. picking up that phone call. You know what I mean? <laughs> they can call me at 2 in the morning. It, it's just, you know, you're you're, you're in the service business. Um, and, you know, if you're not looking out for the best interest of your client, you know. It's customer they're, service. They're, exactly. They're going to go to somebody else. Yeah, they'll find someone that else. For them, right? And at the, end of the li- at the end of the day, man, your, your, your reputation's on the line. Exactly. So, you know, if you're not there for your client when they need the service, you know, that that, that can shine a negative light on yourself, but the referrals won't come in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's the business, man. You know. So being referrals. in this business, how do you separate yourself? Because like you said, there's so much competition. You got the Coco Earlys. You got the all these other different brands. So how do you separate yourself as a realtor from yeah. other realtors? No, absolutely. So honestly, the, my, my main, um, you know, source of business has been social media. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah I see you. You're, you're good with it too. You're yeah, good and honestly, it. and, and honestly, like it's, it's an everyday improvement, right? Cause yeah. we're already preoccupied with the showings, the yep. having buyer consultations, seller consultations. Yep. There's not much time that we get to play with. Um, and then, Social media marketing in itself is already, you know, that takes up a lot of time. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, I don't have like a team where I he's like, hey, look, you know, just record me, edit it, like. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, it's a all you. Show. It's, it's a all you. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so social media has been a huge thing for me. Um, most of the people that have been in the business for many years, they've been able to build the reputation, right? Yeah. Um, so they're not as active on social media. Um, yeah. so I was like, listen, man, if you guys are not as active on social media, then that means that I gotta be able to fill that gap for my own brand, exactly. you know, growth and be very, very active. And not just on Instagram, right? You gotta be on all of them. So on all of them. Instagram, yep. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitter, all, Twitter that. all that stuff. Um, but so, LinkedIn is huge too. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of realtors don't use LinkedIn because they think it's a platform strictly for, you know, Getting, the corporates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's not the case, yeah. man, you know? you yeah. and, and, and even though it's a very competitive industry, LinkedIn, in itself, that's the perfect place to mastermind, right? Yes. You reach out to another agent in Utah. Yes. <laughs> in New York. It could be anywhere, man. But at the end of the day, you know, even though it's a lot of competition, most agents, like, they're actually in it, man, to, like, help somebody else out, yeah. right? You know, it's like the whole saying, lift as you climb. Exactly. If you're exactly. not helping somebody else that's below you or next to you or above you, 
um, you know, you're doing it wrong, man. Exactly. That's yeah. true. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, like how to make yourself stand out, man. But it's just, at the end of the day, what it boils down to, man, just being genuine, right? Yeah, being um, yourself, right? Exactly. And a lot of yeah. people, they, they, they like to put up the front. Um, they try to lie about how much they're selling. And it, yeah. and you, you can see right through that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, That's very true. true. That's very true. And, You'll feel it, too. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and Home Shop, for example, like, um, when I first joined them, uh, they had like, this little slogan where it was like, you know, our goal is that, you know, we're going to provide a service to you and you're never going to work with another agent ever again. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a yeah. lifelong agent. And I take it to the heart, man. Like, whenever I sit down with a particular client, um, whatever it is that they need, whether they're trying to sell, buy, rent, like, I'm going to provide a service that once you finish working with me, like, you're, you're not going yeah, to come you're not, exactly. Right? I'm, I'm your guy to, forever. Yeah, I'm going to be at your daughter's scheme. So I'm going to be at the cookout. <laughs> I'm going to be at all of that, man. Like, and if I don't get a bite, I'm going to take it. I'm going to get a bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to feel like, damn, I did something wrong. Yeah, yeah man. No, so, I like that. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a great it's, 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 it's No, a but that's a good, good way to separate yourself because some people just see it as business. Exactly. And you see it as like I think I'm gonna work with you yeah. from years to come. Absolutely. Exactly. Man. So what's exactly. the process for so so let's just say someone wants to like buy a house. So let's just say for an example me. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend me to first do? Like what's yeah. what's talk me into the steps. Yeah, man. I'm gonna give you a buying consultation right now. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so I will go I'll go over uh briefly right yeah, in that show. So crazy. The most important thing is getting the pre approval. Um the most common first step is Someone looking to buy, they go to the realtor. And okay. they say, hey, man, I'm trying to buy a house. Uh, what do I got to do? Yeah, yeah, And, you know, the realtor is, is going to say the same thing. Yeah. Have you, are you pre-approved yet? Have you been pre-approved? Have you signed with a lender? So we actually can't do anything unless you have a pre-approval, right? And the pre-approval process itself is pretty straightforward. Um, the bank or the mortgage broker, whoever you're working with, they're going to require two years of tax returns. Um, they're going to verify your income and you're going to provide like, you know, recent pay stubs, W-2s, whatever the case may be. Um, they take a look at your credit and um, they pretty so, much take that information. And So know, what's the lowest credit score you could have? Like, it, it, does it depend? Yes. So obviously the lower your credit, the higher interest rate you're going to oh, get. Okay. Um, yeah, the that's... higher the credit, the lower the interest rate. Yeah. But the minimum credit score that you need to qualify for a home is 580. Right. Wow. That's like, come on. A lot of people are shocked by that, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, five eighty is the minimum um, qualification yeah. score, and that's for the FHA loan. FHA, it's a, it's a federally funded program. It's very common, especially in our community, where you're able to purchase a house with three and a half percent down payment, anywhere from one to four units. Um, and that credit score, even though that's the minimum to qualify, they're gonna require a, a three and a half down payment. If you have a credit score that's below that. And you say, listen, man, I don't care what my credit score is at. I'm going to go ahead and buy anyway. Yeah. Then the down payment is going to be, be higher. higher. It's yeah. going to be like 10%. Wow. Um, what would, well, you re- would, would you recommend uh, for, for a down payment? For a down payment? Yeah. Um, I mean, Percentage-wise. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're a first-time home buyer, I think it makes the most sense to take advantage of the low down payment programs. Exactly. Um, so, like I said, 3.5% for FHA. If you're gonna go conventional financing, you're looking at anywhere from five percent. Well, sorry, three percent. The next tier after three percent is five, and then anything over that, you know, is considered yeah. conventional financing. Okay. Mm. Um, so you know, for example, like millennials, right? Young millennials, maybe exactly. they have like you know anywhere from like fifteen to twenty k saved up. You know, it makes more sense to go with a, a, a down payment program where you're putting three, three and a half uh, percent down because you, you use that to cover the down payment. 
in addition to your down payment, you have your closing costs. Yeah. Your closing costs can be negotiated with the seller. You say, hey, look, man, hey, seller, I'm going to offer you this amount. I'm going to offer a little bit above your listing price, but I want you to give me a credit at closing to cover my closing costs. Yep. So your main expense is going to be a down payment. So what's the closing cost for? What does it cover? So that covers anything from, you know, any lender fees, any origination fees for your loan itself, um, attorney fees. There's um, there's escrows. Yeah. Escrows is pretty much, you know, they have to have a certain <laughs> amount of um, funds, you know, paid up front to cover, you know, interest, taxes. I feel like that's one thing people just don't, people think it's just a realtor when you go and buy a house. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. <laughs> there's so not. many pieces in crew. between, yeah. Dude, like, um, I forget the exact, the exact number, man, but there's like about like 300 steps from the beginning to the end of a transaction. Wow. So just imagine, it's not just one person, right? You got the realtor. Um, you might have to, well, most of the time you're going to have two realtors, the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. Yep. You're going to have the attorney. You're going to have the lender. You're going to have the processor for the loan. You're going to have the title company. You're going to have the appraise. Like, there's so many moving parts. So many steps. Um, that if, you know, if you don't have a system in place where, you know, if something were to, like, you know, get screwed up along the way, yeah. you're going to have a solution for it right away. Because at the end of the day, man, we're working with a, with, a, with, a, with a deadline. Yeah, exactly. You submit your offer. You already have a closing date on the contract. Yeah, there's ways to extend the, con the 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 closing date, but the perfect situation is where, you know, you honor that contract and there are no hiccups. Yeah. Every single deal is gonna have a hiccup, but you gotta respond. You gotta, you know, find a solution right away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. From start how to long finish, is that usually? Uh, typically you're looking at anywhere from, um, thirty to forty-five days. Okay. Um, okay, okay. You know, there's a lot of competition in the market right now, so a lot of lenders are. Um, implementing systems where they actually able to close in less than 30 days, right? Oh. I've had transactions that have closed in less than 30 days. Um, but, you know, you got to be on the same page with your buyer client or your seller client. Be like, listen, the only way we're going to be able to close in this amount of time is as soon as somebody requests an additional document from you, yeah, you're going to provide that yeah. within 24 hours, right? Yeah, yeah. We understand people have lives and people are busy, but don't get an email on Monday and you respond on Thursday and expect to close in less than 30 days. Yeah, like you have to be on point. If you want this yeah. house, like, let's let's work exactly. from day one. And, you know, I'm a, sometimes, you know, depending on the client, you know, I get I get aggressive because, um, you know, like I said, there's deadlines and there's a lot of people in the, they call it the in supply this, chain. Yeah, exactly. Without the you supply chain is what, right you here, what were you talking about? Yeah, that's a, the supply chain of real estate is all the parties involved yeah. and, you know, you can't move forward to the next step unless the person before you in the supply chain is ready. Did what they, they were supposed to, to do exactly. to keep the to keep the the deal moving forward. Um, so yeah, man, like it's yeah. it's, a, it's a lot and of you're with parts. the customers throughout the whole process, throughout the whole thing. Um, so there's certain things that I don't have control over, right? So you know, when after the 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 second contract is signed, which is called the purchase and sale agreement, I actually kind of like take a step back. Right, because at that point, it's the lenders okay. that do their part in making sure that everything that has been submitted in the initial loan application has been verified, all the conditions have been cleared, um, and then once I hear back from the lender saying, "Hey, look, everything is already approved. All we're waiting for now is the insurance policy for the property yeah. um, and the appraisal." The appraisal is pretty much where a third party that gets you know gets contracted by the bank. They come to the property and say, hey, look, this is the value of the house, yeah. mm. right? So you can offer a million dollars above the asking price, but if it, do, if it doesn't appraise, the bank is not going to lend you more than what the appraisal exactly. value is. 
Um, so but you have some problem with that with some of the group. Yeah, yeah, no, that I mean, probably, most of the time, is right? that probably the biggest issue? Like, it's it's the most co- it's the most common reason why a deal doesn't go through. But you know, my job as a realtor is if I'm representing a client and they fall in love with a particular property, yeah, I'm doing my part to make sure that their offer is the most attractive offer possible. But on top of that. You can't over leverage yourself as a buyer and exactly, say, yeah. just to get that house, I'm going to go 60K above asking. Exactly. And I was like, wait, take, hold on, wait a second. That's not the way it works. <laughs> yeah. Right? I call the listing agent and be like, hey, man, you know, how's, like, what's the activity? You know, have you yeah. guys had any offers? Um, by law, they can't tell me exactly what the offers are on the table, but you ask certain questions so you know, I, like, so you have an idea as to what competition mm-hmm. yeah. you're dealing with. Yeah. Is it a multiple offer situation? Are there no offers, yeah. right? There's no offers. I'm not going to tell my clients to go crazy on exactly, an offer. Yeah. There's no offers. There's no point. Yeah. Now, so they can tell you that as much they if there's t- offers or not. Exactly, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of moving parts in, 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 in that, like the whole offer situation. Um, but the appraisal, man, you know, I'm not going to have a client go crazy and offer an insane number that doesn't make sense. Because we will run into an appraisal situation, and once it gets to the appraisal, situ- like the appraisal part of the transaction, let's say the house doesn't appraise at the offer at the at the price that you yeah. offered. Yeah. Now it goes back to the negotiation table, right? I gotta communicate with the listing agent. Oh wow. Go back to the seller, be like, hey, listen, the house is not worth what we offered. We had to re- renegotiate, right? Yeah. Whether you come down on your price that we initially offered and you do the deal at the appraisal amount, or you meet me halfway, or the seller says. Hey man, sucks to suck. Deals off. <laughs> okay, somebody, I'm not yeah. selling it at that exactly. Yeah, and they'll go ahead and put it back on the market and work what? with a different buyer. No, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah it happens, man. <laughs> I mean, because some people aren't in a rush. You know what I'm exactly. saying? They just put it out there. All right, let's see what we could get. That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knock on wood, it hasn't happened to me where I've had an appraisal issue that made the deal fall apart. I have run into an appraisal issue, but we were able to negotiate and get it, and get it to a good number. Exactly. Yeah. All right. But it happens, man, and it's it's a scary feeling because just imagine you you all have that a client, work. You oh, work for 30 or 45 days, and at the end, it's like, yeah, sorry, man, you ain't getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Especially for you, man. Just like you said, I'm not getting paid. I'm just putting all this work. Yeah, yeah, man. And that's, that's one of those things that, you know, you got to you gotta bite the bullet at times. You got to understand that, you know, these things happen. You know, you can't you can't um, get discouraged. Exactly. You just got to, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, our job is to find solutions. Because yeah. um, every single transaction, no matter how perfect that client's credit score is, their finances, something will happen on that loan. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta be able to you know react when that time comes. Exactly, you gotta be prepared, pretty much. Yeah. So what are what are? Because I was reading earlier, what are cash reserves? What is that? Like? Cash reserves. So cash reserves, pretty much, is you have some money aside that you know it's it. At the look, end look, of it, look at it as like a like a as an emergency fund. Just in case, um, yeah. And that's how the bank is gonna look at it, right? If you're buying a house and you have a mortgage of like three thousand dollars, right? And your bank statement right now says you have about a thousand dollars in there. Yeah. What happens if you don't get a tenant that's gonna be able to cover some of the income that required money, for that yeah. mortgage? That's very the true. bank is gonna say, "All right, man, I need some cash reserves in your bank account. I need to see three months, six months." Whatever the bank um, requires, I want to see that amount in your bank account right now. Yeah. So you recommend that for like for Absolutely, everybody? Absolutely, yeah, man. You know, some people obviously, um, they're so desperate to buy a house, they They'll just go all if in. If they don't require, if they don't need a, a cash reserves, and the bank is gonna say, hey, man, you know, we'll finance it regardless. They'll go ahead and do it, man. But at the end of the day, it's such a risk. It's a it's a big exactly. risk. And you know, the way I operate my business is. I'm not gonna shove a property down your throat, right? If the if the if the numbers don't make sense for what your financial situation is, 
then hey man, you know, maybe find let's go with a different property or exactly. let's wait a little bit. Let's get your savings up. Let's work on your credit. Um because I don't want someone to get into a situation where a couple years down the road they're like, damn, what the hell did I get myself into? Yeah. And then all the fingers point back at me. Exactly. Because I told them all the benefits with this particular deal, right? Yeah. Um, so there's like a fine line you gotta you gotta walk when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have the means to have a, a cash reserve or some type of um, emergency fund, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it, it'd be stupid not to have it. Um, because like I said, things happen. Exactly. Let's say a tenant of yours has to go back to Dominican Republic because their 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 parent is sick. Yeah. And they can't pay you that rent on a monthly basis. If you can't find a tenant right away, who's paying that? Or mortgage? now with this coronavirus yeah. thing, bro. Yeah, <laughs> People can't go to work. And you and you just don't know, man. Bro, man. Yeah, it's man. It's true. It's so true what you're saying. Yeah, you gotta be on point. Take it serious, man. Yeah, whole... they're just like, all right, let's get a house. Let's get a house. So let's has go. there ever came across where like a customer said, "Well, I want this house," and then you're like, "Nah, you have to settle for something lower." Where they're like, "Nah, forget it." Yeah, I mean, yes and no. So have, they were like probably like mad, right? Like, oh, come on. I mean, I wouldn't call it mad because at the end of the day, you know, when someone goes to a realtor, you know, they're relying on their advice, their professional service exactly. because they're in this business on a daily basis, right? So I've had I've I've had clients that you know, go see a house and they're like living and they want that house. But then I have to bring them back to reality and say, hey, look, this actually won't work. Yeah. I don't say no, don't do it because I don't think it makes sense for your situation. I tell them like, yo, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Exactly. This is why. Yeah. What you don't want to do mm. is tell a client no and I explain the reason why. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, they're relying on your information, right? There's yeah. particular clients where, let's go back to the whole pre-approval thing, right? Let's say I have an approval of $400,000. And that's like my cap, cap, right? Yeah, like, there's yeah, no like little wiggle room, like no, like, like that's 400 it. is the max. Like, and that's forcing it. And I go to my realtor and I say, "Hey, man, show me that house. Oh, what's the cost? 450k." Damn. It's like you're not even gonna qualify for that particular property. So <clears throat> let's not waste your time. Let's not waste the realtor's time, um, because it's just not gonna work. Exactly. Now, if there's a property that they do qualify for and they definitely want it, but it's actually not gonna be a good investment. If there isn't a really good reason not to pursue that deal, then you know you gotta go with what the client is telling you to do. Because yes, we're providing advice and service, but if the client says this is what I want and they qualify for that house, you gotta you gotta provide that service. Because if you don't, they're gonna go to somebody else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All you can do is that's educate. The thing. All you can do as a realtor is educate the client, yeah. and they, they 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 make the final decision. Exactly. You can't really do much yeah. after that. It's like it's it's in their hands. And yeah. like you said, it's such a competitive business. It's like you got to make sure that first impression is like key. Yeah, it's everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to kiss a little ass. I, I could imagine. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's part of the business. It's part of the business, man. But you know, you got to be careful with exactly. you know, what kind of ass you're kissing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you know what I'm saying. It's just no, I know what you're saying for yeah. sure, for sure. You bro. can't just you can't just BS a client. You gotta you gotta be real with them. You know. Yo, so um, what is like um like what's the what's the biggest mistake you would say for someone like who would first buy a, like a house? Like what's biggest the, mistake that they can yeah like what's the biggest mistake you came into like oh my god like um honestly man the biggest mistake is someone that literally goes into this market and wants to buy a house just to buy a house and they have no reason to buy a house and the reason why i say that is because you know since the market is so competitive and we're actually experiencing an, an inventory problem where there's a bunch of buyers and not enough not houses, much houses. Yeah. right? Yeah, I it's was reading into demand. that. Yep. So when a house does hit the market, 
you're already going to compete with a bunch of other buyers. And what happens with um, mostly young buyers, right? It's not even just the older folks. It's the young people. They're they're going crazy with these, you know, bids on these properties. And, you know, they're barely breaking even on a monthly basis when they pay that mortgage, right? So it's like, you know, why put such a huge liability on yourself? And then, you know, now you got the property. Congratulations. But now you can't fund your life insurance policy. You can't invest in the stock market. Um, you can't set up a college fund for your kids. You know, whatever financial goals people have in life, yeah. you know, don't make housing cover 50% of your expenses. Yeah, that's, that's dangerous, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no way you're going to, you know, be able to build towards financial success or financial, um, you know, just being financially independent. Exactly. Um, you can never get there if your, your ratios that go towards you know, your lifestyle, your, 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 your investments, your housing, if those ratios are disproportionate, man, you just, you're literally setting yourself up for failure. failure. So the biggest mistake is someone that goes and buys a property just because they want it and they don't take the time to actually look at the financials and how it's going to impact them down, impact them down down the road. So is, um, warranty and the insurance, home warranty is different from the, having insurance on the home? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So who the warranty you have to pay towards the at like to the bank? Correct. Yeah. There, there, there's different layers to it because you know whether you're dealing with a, a new construction or you know a property that's been sold a couple of times, um, you know warranty. It depends what what the warranty is and what it is that you're actually doing it for. Um, but the most important thing is just the homeowner's insurance policy. The bank is not gonna finance a loan for you unless you have insurance on that particular property. And there's certain requirements, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm going to find the cheapest insurance policy. It's yeah. like, no, you got to get the insurance policy that covers that fits you, what yeah. you need to cover. <laughs> As they say, man, lo barato sale caro, right? <laughs> so if you get something cheap, man, you know, like it's just, it's, just, it's only going to backfire. That's true, exactly. It's going to backfire in the long run. That's so true, bro. Absolutely. So give me the process of, of someone trying to get you. Like, how would that be? Yeah, so pretty much, um, I mean, getting to me is not really all that difficult. You know, the reason why I have a presence on social media is so people can have easy access to exactly, myself, right? Yeah. You know, if I'm not out on the real showing properties, I'm at the office. Yeah. And if I'm not at the office, I'm probably at like El Taller or something, just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. getting some work done. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, social media is the easy way to get a hold of me. Um, my phone number is all public. So literally, like, It'd be, you literally would have to work hard to not find my exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, get into me, you know, whether you find me on social media or you do a walk into the office, you know, we have yeah. an open door policy where, you know, Anybody if you just, just walk in, in someone's going to help you out. That's awesome. Only time that's not going to happen is if the office, if there's nobody in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but obviously it's smart to just, you know, reach out to the realtor um, beforehand so you guys can get, you know, yeah. get on the calendar and you guys actually have something set up. Smooth. Um, so, you know, if you want to, Call me, text me. Um, my phone number is 617-708-7171. And I'm on all social media platforms like J the Realtor 12. J the Realtor, um, baby. It's very easy, man. So do you personally have a home? You- um, I don't personally have a home. So I actually, I qualify this year. Oh, wow. Um, So <laughs> the mistake that I made <laughs> when I left State Street, yeah. I did out of emotion. Uh, it was, it, I mean, I thought about it and all that stuff, and it was calculated, but in terms of, my goal of owning a home, yeah. mm-hmm. that's why I didn't consider it the right way. So I went from a W-2 employee that had at least two years of work history 
to a 1099 employee. Oh, so okay. now I needed to show two years of work employment yeah. income yeah. to qualify. So that actually is what happened this year. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm in the process of getting my taxes done. Wow, man. Um, Congrats, so, man. so this is the year. <laughs> what I haven't decided is if I want to buy like a multifamily um, and just hold on to it, if I want to do a flip. Yeah. Um, right now I'm leaning more towards the flip um just because you know i'm a big believer in buying low selling high yes sir um so that's that's probably what i'm gonna do this year but we'll see we'll see man yeah so what do you around here are you getting a lot of those like are you getting like flips are you getting residentials just people trying to sell apartments and stuff like that or? yeah so the majority of my business um is helping you know people purchase residential property that's okay. you know either moving ready or very close to moving ready. Um, I have represented anywhere from like, I've done probably like four or five um, flips nice. or deals where they buy in a very bad condition. They either use their own money or they use the bank's money to to rehab the property and then they move into the property. Um, so I've had my fair share of those, but the majority of, of the business is um, you know, multi-families yeah. or um, I, I don't really do a lot of apartments the, I'll do an apartment and let's say for example you bought a house with yeah, me yeah. and you you know a Had tenant somebody. moved out and you say help me find a tenant yeah. I'll help you out um, you know the, the, the rental market is super competitive just yeah. like the buying process the yeah. buying market um, I won't turn anybody away but you know I have my my my, my bread and butter I know exactly. what I'm good at you know, yeah. and I'm gonna focus most of my time on and that's that. what the bread is yeah I mean, I mean there, <laughs> there's, there's, many, ways, there's right? many ways to make money in real estate man um, you know, people think that it's just selling houses. Believe it or not, I mean, selling, selling houses, land. that's just the retail side exactly, of it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're licensed to sell property, right? Yeah, Whether yeah, it's yeah. a house, land. Yeah. Um, you know, sales is just the retail side of it, man. Like, yeah. inspectors, appraisers, you know, there's a lot of people Jesus. in the supply chain that they make good money. Exactly. Imagine you're an inspector and you do four or five inspections in one in week. One, yeah. Dude, that's like about 500 bucks a pop each inspection. Yeah, that's all. So imagine doing that for a whole year. Like, you're making good money. That is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hell yeah. And it's the same process. You know, you have to go through some sort of, you know, trading and certification, get your license, do your shadowing, um, pick a firm, you learn the tricks of the trade, and you're in business. Is there somebody right now that, like, you see as a mentor in this in this field? Absolutely, man. I mean, I definitely have many mentors in this industry, um, but I would say Johan Lopez, the broker at my office, um, he's been the biggest source of, you know, not just motivation, but, um, you know, just someone just like me, man, yeah. that, you know, came up through the city and made the right decisions, you know, surrounded himself with the right people. Right people yep. And, you know, he's, he's able to, you know, take advantage of those moves he did a couple of years back. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's all, it's all, it's all coming to light now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you Joel, can relate to almost. That's absolutely. That's, yeah, awesome. he that's actually, pretty cool. He grew up right near, near where I live. In Lawrence, um, right over here. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Lawrence. And then, like I said, his wife, I mean, her mom owns the house right across the street from me. Um, so it's literally people that are literally <laughs> a couple of minutes away from you, yeah. even seconds. Um, obviously we're in different walks of life now. Um, but that's someone that I can reach out to, not just for real estate advice, just life advice in general. Um, you know, a lot of similar goals and whatnot. Um, but mentors in real estate, there's many of them, man, but the ones that I consider go-tos um, is very few. Um, and kind of the point that I tried making earlier, man, like despite the competition, yeah, people are in it to, you know, genuinely help others. Help yeah, others that's, a, right? that's awesome. Because awesome. once, the, once the old heads are gone, you know, yeah, it's, it's up to us to carry the legacy. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah, that's very true. That's yeah, very man. true. Bro, do you get scared of, uh, you know, obviously, you know what happened in 2008. Absolutely, Well, man. now, with all this, like, 
coronavirus and this going on, like, do you get scared of that happening again? Um, I mean, and like you said, there's there's a shortage of, shortage of houses now, so it's like, I don't know, it's getting a little scary out there. Yeah, the I mean, renting business, right? You said yeah. the renting business. Dude, it's scary, super competitive, bro. man. I yeah. mean, aside from just not having as many apartments in the market, it's just the price point. They're getting high, dude. Like higher and higher. You know, Boston is a whole different story, but like <laughs> you get a like a two bedroom apartment in Lawrence, dude, fifteen hundred, yeah. sixteen hundred. Like you know, even us as realtors, the ones that are you know in the process. It's like we have our moments where we, you know, we, we take a step back and we're like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but those are things that I, you know, are governed by market activity. So, um, to answer your question, do I get scared at times? I wouldn't really consider it fear. Yeah. It's just more of a, you know, you got to adjust, right? Exactly. Yeah. What happened in two thousand and eight? There was a lot of things that weren't in place in the financial industry, right? Yeah. There was pretty much no regulation. No organization. Dude, there was no regulation at all. Yeah. I can go to a lender and be like, hey, listen, I make 500K a year. I want a loan of a million dollars. There was so much scams that Dude. was happening. That's why. And they'll give it to you. Exactly. No questions asked. <laughs> right? So when that mortgage payment got extremely high, yeah. when they realized, oh, crap, you don't I qualify, pay, yeah. that's that's what, you know, everything just went went down to the ground, coming to the ground then. That's tough. Um, but the thing with real estate, just like the stock market, it's there's good times, there's bad times. It's up and down. Yeah. So right now we're at a point where prices are super high, interest rates are super low. Yeah. But what caused it to be super low, the interest rates? It was what happened in 08. Yeah. The Federal Reserve started buying all these treasuries and bonds mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So they're taking it onto their balance sheet. But now what do you do once the economy gets back on the right on the uh, gets back on track? Yeah, exactly. The rates are slowly going to climb back up. And when rates go up, prices go down. Now, back to the whole regulation comment. So there was no regulation back then. So many regulations have been put into place that even if rates start to climb back up, yeah. whether it happens two, three, four, five years from now, prices are not going to fall to the floor like they did in 08. The prices might take a little dip, yeah. and they'll level out. Level out, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it might become a buyer's market um, at that point. But, you know, I, I definitely don't see it happening. Because right, right now it's a seller's market. Right now it's a seller's market. Absolutely, man. <laughs> That's for sure. And don't take what I'm saying as, like, you know, advice. <laughs> or, like, I'm not a financial advisor. I just I analyze the numbers and yeah. you look for trends. And, you know, the numbers say that it's definitely not going to happen like it did in 08. All right, smooth. So, so because of all the because of all the regulations, all the regulations all, yeah, exactly. and all the steps, the chain that we yeah, have to yeah. go through. That's yeah, very man. true, bro. And it's obviously at the end of the day, it's to protect, you know, us, the consumers, um, you know, without having consumers in the market spending money, there is no market. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so if the consumers are all effed up, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the market's going to crash. That's yeah, very yeah. true, bro. So, so is Absolutely. it more expensive, like buying property and then building your own home? Um, believe it or not, building a home from scratch is actually cheaper. Really? Ooh. Yeah. So let's say you, you buy a piece of land, piece of and, land yep. and you have the means to, you know, build it from the ground up. You spent much less building that house than you would if you were just somebody that saw the house being built, came and put an offer on that house. Think about it as a, as a builder, yeah. as a contractor, developer. Yeah. The reason why they do these huge developments is because once they go ahead and actually put it on the market for sale or for rent, they're going to get top dollar. Yeah. So they'll make all the money back that they spent on it, which is a huge initial investment, but they're going to have, you know, they're going to have that margin. There's yeah. that profit margin on, on the exactly. investment. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So if you can build a house, you know, buy a piece of land and build the house from the ground up, Oof. Um, you, your chances are you're going to be able to, you know, 
get at a much lower price. And if you decide to sell it right after you you're done with some construction, that's even more. You know, you're yeah. gonna make some profit on that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you gotta have the right systems in place, right? Exactly. You can't just say I'm gonna buy a piece of land and <laughs> start calling different contractors. <laughs> and get down. Like, yeah. You gotta have your you gotta you gotta you better make sure you have the contract, the, yeah, ready, layout, yeah. plumber, everything, you got your ready. plans, everything's approved through the city. Um, cause without those approvals, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, what if the city says, "Oh, sorry, that that piece of land." Um, is not zoned for a two family or it's not zoned for a three family. Yeah, exactly. Because that's been the right zone. Yep. Right? That's very true. A lot true. of zoning laws and things like that. Yeah, that so much not, people you so, have to like. It's so much ugh. before, bro. It's like you're like, can I? Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, yeah. bro. That, that's what it is, man. But that's what it is. You got to be informed. It's like they say, nothing good in life comes easy. Exactly. Sure. If everybody else, if if everybody could do it, you know, everybody, everybody would be, be doing, doing it. it. <laughs> that's super facts, bro. Yo. That's super facts. Yo, Jay, man, I appreciate you, bro, for coming nah, out, hey, bro. Hey, honestly, man, thanks for even having me here, man. Bro. Yeah, man, I feel like I learned a lot. Too. I learned <laughs> what, a lot, bro? bro? This is like a tutor session. This, this was just a little taste. A little taste. A little taste. <laughs> a little yeah. Taste, no, but I, I, like, I'm more interested now. Like, that little taste that I, I want, yeah. like, a bite. I want bites now. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Would you recommend somebody coming into this field? Um, Into real estate? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I know you don't want all these more competitors, but <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like to be quite honest, man, like at first I, I used to think about that, but dude, like ten percent of agents make ninety percent of the income in this industry. Wow, that's crazy. Like that's that like still sticks with me to this day. Like that's crazy. There's agents, there's a lot of people that come into this business because they see it as a get money quickly business. Yeah, fast. And you know your income potential is limit is is, is unlimited, but at the same time. You know, you gotta be, you gotta have the right systems in place to allow you to succeed. You can't just use your charm, yeah, to make a killing in real estate. That's that's not that's that what people alone, try to do. That alone, is I think not that's how people yeah. see it. Like, yeah, that's what uh, it is. Just, oh, I just gotta talk to somebody. Oh, that's cool. Dude, Let's go. I mean, even even <laughs> like when I do like little videos or things on social media, it's like that's all the people are seeing. Yeah, they're seeing the videos. They're seeing the hey, you know, first time home buyer seminar. Hey, I yep, just sold yep, this yep, house. Yep. You're seeing all the good things. But you don't see what happens behind closed doors. Exactly. That's you don't true. see the late nights. You don't see the client that, you know, bailed on the show and you just drove an hour to get there. Like, oh, you don't see the things that we go through. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, like, oh, I hate my job. Like, no, like, you know, there's good, there's bad. You got to yeah. deal with the bad. If you spend too much time focusing on the bad, then you're, you're not going to you're not yeah. gonna put the amount of energy needed to focus on what's going well. Exactly. Right? Um, so, honestly, man, this industry is great. Um, if you have, you know, the, the work ethic, you know, you have the personality, you know, definitely do it. Um, just don't look at it as a get money, get get money, money fast. Because yeah. it's not about the money, It man. shouldn't be like that with it, like anything. So what, yeah. what is it about for you? Honestly, man. The, you the, said that a couple times. It's not about the money for nah, you. Nah, absolutely. I want to know what's and it about. I mean, like I said, man, I was, I had a great situation. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. making great money. It's yeah. like, why, like, why would someone leave that? And exactly. Honestly, dude, when I left, I didn't tell nobody. Only person I told that I was gonna switch industries was obviously the brokers that I was meeting with, yep. and Wendy Estrella, which is Alex Estrella's mom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. People I have you know a lot of confidence yeah. in, but I knew if I went with other people, they would have been like, "Dude, are you out of your mind? Yeah, yeah. You're like gonna go a, from a secure salary to something that's that so you have true. no certainty." That's so true. Um, but I because me personally, if you would have came to me, I would have been like, "Bro, don't do it." <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, and you know, I don't live life with regrets, man, but. The, the, the main reason why, you know, I did it and, you know, it's mostly about giving back, right? Yeah. And it sounds super cliche, giving back. Like, what does that mean? The Hispanic community for decades has not been represented well, and they have not had the means to purchase property. Yep. Right? 
I went to Central Catholic, I went to Bentley University, and I was able to see all these kids that, you know, they're pretty, they have they have life figured yeah. out, yeah. right? They have yeah. the mechanisms in place through their parents or, you know, grandparents, yes, where if shit were to hit the fan, they have a plan B. They have something they're to fall good. back yeah, on. Yeah, that's very true. Right? I saw my mom and dad rent their whole life. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they they were at a is. point where... There where is no plan B. Dude, exactly. <laughs> they were at a point where they almost bought a house. And I remember, like, you know, little... Like, I kind of remember because I was still super young. And they backed out because they didn't have the right information. Yeah. It was some loan officer just trying to sell them something. Some crazy. But they weren't educating them, right? So I treat this business as a platform to educate. Yeah. And, yes, I do the real estate part of it, but... You know, I love partnering with lenders and financial advisors to literally go back into our community and be like, listen, like, this is how you do it. Yeah. Don't don't fall into the same traps that your parents fell into just because that's all you saw growing up. Facts. There's more to there's more to life. There's we have the means to create financial, um, you know, financial wealth. Um, but, you know, you just got to make the right steps now. And exactly. if you don't do it now, then. You know, you're just gonna repeat you're a step the cycle. Behind. Exactly. Um, and honestly, man, I love the industry, man. So, you know, That's if you awesome, do your bro. job well, um, you know, you, you respect people, you connect with the right people in the community, the money's gonna come. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But if you're only in it for the money, you like you won't last in the business. Yeah. Exactly. Because what happens when you don't have clients to sell a house to? Exactly. And then if you're in it for the money, you're over here making, you're over here thinking like, that. I'm not even making money. I'm about to just leave. Or just yeah. making dumb mistakes too. And imagine you represented a family when you first came into the industry that you changed their whole financial situation exactly. in a positive way. Yeah. And they call you three years down the road. Oh, you're my son. I want to sell the house. And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't do real estate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's true. Bro, it's like, like you're, you're building these relationships, man. Exactly. And, and you got to maintain them, you know? And That's you, dope. Yeah. If you were just in it for that commission, yeah. what are you going to do when you don't have that commission? Exactly, bro. You know what I mean? I love so, it, bro. I love it. Bro, yeah, so, man. bro, any questions for us, bro? Yeah, what do you think about... Um, as we nah, wrap I mean, up here, I, I you gave us a have, lot. I don't have questions, man, but, you know, I, I commend what you guys are doing, man. Word. Um. Like I said, man, you know, I love seeing the the millennials out there, you know, making moves, yeah. um, you know, not not doing the traditional nine to five. Not that it's a bad thing, but it's just, you know, we have to explore our hobbies. We have more right? than that. Exactly. More than that. We have things to offer, you know. People, We've already seen the nine to five. People shine a, a negative light on, yeah. on our community. And not just Lawrence, you know, there's many communities in, in the nation or even That's in Massachusetts yeah. that, you know, have that stigma. But there's a lot of talent. Yep. And you know, people like you guys, you guys are putting that on the table and saying like, "Look, we're doing exactly. the two. Look at the talent, right? Put some exactly. respect on my name." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Like, like, like I said, man, I commend it. You know, obviously, you know, you guys are getting I appreciate started, you, brother. So I you appreciate guys are gonna you. Have multiple guests come in. Yes, sir. Um, and obviously, you know, you guys are doing it. You got to bring in local talent, you know, people from the community. Yeah. Um, and you know, having them share the stories. So yeah, man. Yes, you know, you got to provide that platform. Let the people know where where to, where to find you, Jay. Let the people know. Yeah, man. So I can be found um on like I said, all social media platforms. Um, Jay the Realtor twelve. Um, my phone number is six one seven seven zero eight seven one seven one. Um, easy way to get a hold of me, man, is social media, like I said, or just shoot me a text, give me a call. His videos that's are simple. Great. Yeah, that's man. simple. Literally do His like, videos are great, too, man. Yeah. You guys thank will you, love thank it. You, thank you, you guys man. will love it. But yeah, yeah, man, reach out, man. And even if it's not real estate related, man, you know, I, you know, like I said, I grew up here, man. I know a lot yeah. of people in the community. Um, You know, what, 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 I, what I am or what I aspire to be is just a resource. And it doesn't have to be only real estate, man. Exactly. Um, I just just knowledge. Just knowledge right. in general. That's yeah. dope, man. I respect just knowledge that. in general. Yeah, man. Appreciate man, Jason, it, man. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate right. you a lot. Yeah, man. Hey.
This is the Bo Bean Podcast, man. You're out.